0: For those of you listening in for the first time or are new to the She Sells 2 network, we are Jenny and Ellen, and we started She Sells 2 to empower women in sales. In this cross Atlantic podcast with Ellen in Dublin and Jenny in Toronto, we're looking to empower women out there in sales to be their absolute best. In this podcast, we'll be sharing stories, tips and tricks, best practices, and the learnings we're getting along the way. Hey all, Ellen here. We're mixing it up with our country of recording and this time I'm in Stockholm with our industry leader, Maria Vist. I've been working with Maria now for approximately six months and I've never met anyone as fierce of a salesperson before. In this interview, we talk about salespeople being heroes of any organization, how sales is all about getting under people's skin and the three key things to nail to succeed in sales. Enjoy and as always, we'd love to get your thoughts and feedback and don't forget to follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Hi Maria, welcome to the She Sells Two podcast. Hi Ellen, it's great to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Actually, I was thinking about it. I think I mentioned to you almost at the crayfish party last year in August about this uh, initiative, and now I have you here on our like podcast. It feels very exciting. I
1: remember that. I remember that, and now it's coming to life. It's a beautiful thing.
0: And how has your week been? I know it's been very hectic with sales kickoff and these kind
1: of things. It's been an uh, intense and fun week. As always, the the in-country weeks for you guys when you come over and we were part of this, this crazy tornado, tornado together is always equally hectic, fun, and a bit insane. But it's been a, a great week and I think we're off to a, a really good start this year for 2020. So I'm really pleased with the kickoff and I think we received some really good feedback and And everybody seems to be quite excited about the new year.
0: Yeah, I think I saw that too yesterday during the sales kickoff. It felt like everyone had this kind of like intensity and fire in their eyes. Yes. So I'm very excited too for Q1 Mm. and for 2020. Uh, and just to give, so for our listeners, you mm-hmm. and I are working in the same pod. You're working from the Google Stockholm office in our, uh, and is the industry leader. Maybe you could just tell our listeners a bit more about your role and the responsibilities you have
1: at Google. So my role is a uh, sales leader and I head up a team of five IMs and we work with uh, a multiple of verticals. Um, Almost every industry except retail. Fair, yeah. (laughs) We have a whole (laughs) lot of things in our pot. (laughs) So it's great fun. We get to peek inside the door uh, in many different industries and we get to work with a variety of companies, both domestic ones, but also ones with some exciting international growth plans. So uh, it's a fast paced. Pod, I would say.
0: That is a really cool pod and a really cool role. And I actually did stock your LinkedIn a bit and I saw that you've been in Google approximately two years now, right?
1: In May, two years. Two, that's yes. very exciting. I know, time flies.
0: And how has it been? Because it feels like, you know, a lot of us people, before you join Google, there are a lot of expectations and it's this whole big company that you wouldn't know that mm. much about. Starting in Google now, like, what has the last two years been like? And has there been any big surprises that you didn't really expect?
1: Mm. Well, um, to be perfectly frank, I I was not one of those, or maybe there aren't any of those who just <laughs> slides into Google on a shrimp sandwich, as we say in good Swedish, <laughs> and just like find their way immediately, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, the the flow is there. I think my first year, to be completely honest, mm-hmm. was pretty nerve wracking. It was. It was a beast to wrap your head around mm-hmm. just how to navigate this enormously large company, mm-hmm. to fully grasp the the scope of my role and what I can uniquely bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would easily classify myself as pretty confused mm-hmm. and uh, uh, happy happy to be happy to be here, but also confused and. Um, um, it, it took a while before you sort of get into the flow of things mm-hmm. and understands. Uh, my mom told me as an encouragement, she was like, but Maria, remember, it takes a year to fully see what a role encompasses. And mm-hmm. that was so true. And, and when you've done a year, you you can more land in the different stages of the year mm-hmm. and the reoccurring stuff and the stuff that we can never foresee coming So, uh, well, I was one of those, you know, that it took a while just to get in, just to get the hang of things.
0: But you have no idea,
1: actually, how happy that
0: makes me that you say this. Um, My dad said exactly the same thing to me just before Christmas, because I was a bit stressed, a bit worried. And, you know, you feel that you can always do so much more that you start questioning your abilities. Are you doing the right things? Mm. But he said that to me as well. He's like,
1: Ellen, it takes a year in every company. It takes a year. It does, and to be honest, like if it doesn't take a year, Mm. and if you don't feel like that, you know, you can always argue that. Are you maybe you know underestimating (laughs) what you should be doing? (laughs) I I try to tell myself that as an encouragement. That's (laughs) a really good thing. (laughs) But but now I I truly enjoy my role, and I think it's so exciting that that uh, within sales at Mm. Google, you also have the liberty to really shape and form your role Mm. within certain boundaries Mm. to make it your own you know so uh and i also love how we how we accept and encourage to to bring your whole self to work Mm -hmm. and and bring what you uniquely have as skills and competence Mm -hmm. and experience to the table Uh, and i feel much more confident and and relaxed and and happy and and i think to be honest i'm a uh, i'm probably a better colleague now than just a year ago i'm a happier colleague and uh a more confident colleague
0: but that's really really good and i think because i was so excited um but before i joined google i was working in a company called adroll mm. in dublin really cool company and they taught me everything i know about sales yeah but what i lacked there was a lot of female role models because it was a very lousy culture and then i came into our first pod meeting with you and all of our im's on hangouts And the first thing I see is like, it's you. It's five other women that are sitting there and everyone is so shatty, so powerful, but you can also feel this sharpness in the room. And straight away, I had so many role models. That's cool. So I think it's so amazing. And especially with you, I think, I mean, your whole personality comes through, like even the hangout's camera, like you feel straight away that you get this sense that this woman knows where she wants to go. She's like fierce and she has a lot of power. So I think you are really managing to bring like the whole of you to the table. Wow. I think that's that, amazing. Well that warms
1: my heart. I, I think that one of the most important things as a as a manager, as a leader, as a colleague, um, to be honest, is is really to to create number one, a psychologically safe place, mm-hmm. environment around you. And also to show that you care about the people you work mm-hmm. with and to have everybody feel that, you know, I can I can talk to this person in a direct way, Mm. I have a personal connection, yeah, and this person cares about me and my development. So that's been really something I I care deeply about, Mm. so.
0: But that's amazing, and I think that's so good that you're allowed to be exactly who you are, and that's something I like with Google as well, that you can be your role in so many different ways, so it's never just one way of doing it, but you could always succeed in many different ways. It is. Um, but with this, that I say that I think you're very fierce. I think you're one of the few people that I met in Google who's actually very like proud of being salesy and you know like ask for what's yours and everything. Um, why do you think it is that some people in Google tend to almost be a bit scared of being in sales? And I know it's something we talked a bit mm-hmm. about during the kickoff as well.
1: Yeah, I know. And and I thought about this actually just before before coming to this interview. And I can just reflect on on one of. One of the first jobs I had, mm-hmm. it was at a TV channel station, it was like a good 10 years ago, and I was interviewed for um, for a role as a, like a business developer, almost like an internal consultant role, mm-hmm. and I didn't get the role, mm-hmm. but I got a call back from one of the managers on the panel that had interviewed me, mm-hmm. and he said, well, Maria, you know, the role went to somebody a bit more senior. Mm-hmm. I was applying for a job a bit over my head, to be honest. Got aim <laughs> high. A bit, a bit <laughs> daring and bold. Um, but he I, he called me back and he said, you should be, you You might be a really good fit for a TV sales representative. Uh-huh. And I remember my reaction. I'm ashamed of it today. I must say, but I'm like, me, a salesperson? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's That's number one. Like that—that that must be the worst fit ever. I am not a salesperson. Wow. I don't know how to sell. I'm—I'm I'm an engineer. Mm. I—I have no training in sales. And to be honest, it's a bit under my dignity.
0: Wow! I would not have expected that. <laughs> that. I thought you my... would
1: say that you would have wanted to be in sales forever. No, 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 no. Wow! <laughs> that was my initial response. And and I also, for this very TV channel, mm. it ended up um, that I actually started to work for them in a mm. different role, not in a sales role uh, to begin with. But I also remember when it sort of all turned around for me. Mm. Because up until then, I've never identified myself as a salesperson. Not in a million years, to be honest. Mm. But then, I can't remember, it it was a manager or a colleague that just, you know, we were chatting. and, And it was something that that person said about, like, isn't it the best profession in the world that you know without a without a well functioning sales organization mm. like no company will ever survive it mm. will never sustainably live mm. um so you play a really crucial part in the well-being mm. and in a very pumping heart of the company you work for yeah and you you make you know you pay salaries for your colleagues mm. you make you, you really you're the fundament of that we can continue to invest in cool products and to to prosper for mm. a long time you're really the insurance for that so that really sort of flipped it all around for me and i said mm. oh my god this is actually like mm. sales are heroes like mm. we're the heroes of this company
0: it is an amazing point of view, and I think that's something that we so often forget, that it's so easy to think that, okay, everyone is a bit ashamed about being in sales. I know some support functions would have been in other companies. They almost look at like, oh, those salesy people, all they care about is their targets and their money. And it's so sad because it's so much about like working together. And as you say, sales is actually bringing in all of these business that allow all the other cool functions yeah. to be more innovative and support the right customers
1: and everything. Absolutely. So. For from from the greater perspective, I would mm-hmm. definitely for me that changes that, that changed the outlook on how I would like position my own role and function mm-hmm. and, and and to serve the greater good. Um, and then on an individual mm-hmm. level, yeah, the, the thing I love the most with, with sales is probably that it is very measurable mm-hmm. and if you have just a teeny wee little bit of competition yeah. gene <laughs> in you It's fun. It's fun to make it a sport out of like, how much can I grow, how much can I do this, how much can I identify stuff that nobody else has seen Mm. Um, and the opportunities and also, you know, we help some of the largest advertisers Mm. in Sweden and, and abroad to grow and prosper, Yeah, isn't that the coolest mission?
0: It is amazing. And I think especially like Swedish companies, I've always been fascinated about how many, like Sweden is such a small country, but we have so many companies out there yeah. who have been like working from the ground up and actually built like we have the likes of Ikea, mm. H&M, and that Sweden can have a possibility to make that big of an imprint in the rest of the world. And to be a part of this, like when it's even more important now to uh, bring this globalization around for the Swedish company mm. that we can actually be a part part of that I think it's amazing and it probably is. something that we forget from a day-to-day basis but it's good to bring
1: it back to that as well we do and I think especially working with sales at Google you truly you truly have the luxury and the privilege mm-hmm. of being part of some some really extraordinary journeys that people you do um, I'll take the our payment solutions client Klarna mm-hmm. uh, as an example trying to conquer the U.S. market with yeah. their app And how cool is it to, you know, look back in a couple of years and say, I was part of that. I helped them do this. So it's it's very unique unique situations Mm -hmm. and um and journeys we get to be a part of and co-create it is so cool and something that i've
0: been thinking about as well because now as a sales manager you have the industry managers that you're managing you have us in dublin you have our managers and everything what is your way to try to coach all of them now in this transition that we're going through from just being more like of a product organization to actually sales organization how mm. do you feel that you and your experience can coach them into become better sellers mm.
1: i think um uh, there's a few aspects on that mm. and and the, f- the first thing you need to land land in i i believe as a as a manager or leader is that you cannot control everything mm-hmm. and uh you must leave room for independent freedom mm. and an independent way of executing on things. Otherwise, we would all be robots and it wouldn't be fun to, to go to work. But what I can help with mm. is to create a structure mm. that will take away uh, pain points or friction or thresholds mm. for individual sellers to, to rock and roll. So, everything from creating a good flow of the week in terms of of meetings Mm. and who needs to sync with whom, when, or expectations on reporting, uh, who reports on in quarter performance, who reports on next quarter performance. Really, like, to be honest, it sounds basic, but to have a solid foundation of expectations for different roles Mm. and how we measure. If we're doing okay It sounds really basic But you cannot sort of you can't cheat on, on that yeah. construction. And I think that's
0: brilliant because I it's kind of back in the days you felt that your manager was more the one who like tells you what to do and really the boss like in the company. But now I see so much more that your manager is there to make your life easier, to make sure that everything in the background is running as smoothly as possible mm. so that you can do your job and do it as like autonomous as possible and really feel that you're empowered to do it as yeah. well. And something that you and I spoke a bit about yesterday was this with processes. That, yeah. um, I've been taught that sales is a process and that you've got to trust it. But then you don't want to be too much boxed in. You want to have the freedom. But what would be the things that you believe is critical in a sales process? What are the things that we actually should make sure that we always keep in a loop in every
1: business we try to mm-hmm. close? And I think just a realization that sales is a process. Mm-hmm. And when I say process, it is like it's a, almost like getting to know a new person in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to create the rapport, the trust, mm-hmm. um, the likability between two human beings in order for one to impact the decisions of the other. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to not underestimate the psychological part mm-hmm. of selling. Um, so, so as a sales person, you need to nurture your interest in in psychology in a way, Mm -hmm. in how to understand how another human being views the world, um, what makes them heroes in their organizations, Mm -hmm. what are they measured on, what language do they speak, what have they been successful with in the past? Mm. Um, human beings are very eager to repeat what they have been successful at. So if they've been using a certain model, they are very likely to mm-hmm. behave the same way. Okay. So you need to, you need to um, do a solid profiling and, and really to invest time in, in psychology mm. in, in order to be able to impact another, another human being's decision making.
0: Have you done anything there where you have been nurturing your
1: knowledge in psychology, like any courses or books or anything like that? I've I've done uh, a bit of reading, mm. uh, and I should now be able to, on top of my head, you know, throw out <laughs> a few titles. But oh. uh, I'll have to dig them up for you. We can uh, take them from another episode as well. For another <laughs> episode, but uh, it is about a continued. Um, continued curiosity in mm. in how to sort of the sounds may be creepy but how to get under the skin of another mm. person and 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 i think if if you're not a if you don't have a natural interest in in, in people mm. you need to somehow find that angle yeah because um it will it will truly make the difference in mm-hmm. how you're be, you're able to create trust so i can not point out um, well, actually, this is an old, uh, this is a very old system. I think it's actually depreciated. But, you know, the the coloring of different personalities, the oh, yeah. uh, blue and the red and the yellow and the green. But isn't that still very present in Sweden, though? Like this, there is a book and I'll say in Swedish now, so I
0: apologize. But Omgiven av That is the book. It feels like it's still present in Sweden. Like so many of fr- my friends are talking about this with the color and they're always like trying to analyze who they are,
1: who their mm-hmm. colleagues are and so on. Yes, it, it's, it's gone a bit of criticism from mm. the research society oh. that is not like profoundly proven that these would be the classifications of a human personality and mm. there's always a mix of course blah blah but I have found that system very helpful mm. because you do, you can also say you know you, you can you can always tell at least to some extent if the person is an extrovert yeah. I'm an extrovert or, or if the person is an introvert so more mm. quiet more of a like yeah. within thinker so, so, having those col- th- those two by two colors in mm. your mind and blending that into, is this an extrovert or yeah. an introvert? Like those two systems, I would say, possibly my like go-to references when I try to profile the person sitting in front of me.
0: And would you find it easy to adapt your personality after the person that's sitting on the other side of the table? Or would it be sometimes when you feel that there's someone that you don't really know how to interact with, because you can't really be all yourself, but then
1: you don't want to be not yourself either? Of course. But it's, it's a matter of training. Mm. This is a skill yeah. that you can train and be better and better at. Mm. And I remember a person that I um, I had as a buying part. Mm-hmm. He worked at a media agency. And I was then at, the, at a ch- TV channel. And... It's not often that Mm. I felt like, oh, my God, I don't have anything in common with this person. It's just so hard to get the conversation flowing in a natural way. Mm. And, oh, how can I, you know, how can I make this better? And I really struggled. Mm. And I can't remember if I read it somewhere or I got the advice from someone that you have to... You have to almost this might sound extreme you know so for the for for for, um sensitive listeners you know (laughs) some extreme uh, is good (laughs) is that you have to pretend that you're falling in love with this person that you already like this person yeah that this person has given you like a million dollars and that you're very grateful and that changes my my outlook mm-hmm. and, and because you can tell if you if you look at someone, you talk to someone, yeah. if that person doesn't like you, it sort of shines through. It does. Yeah. And as well as the opposite, mm-hmm. if someone is like leaned in and mm-hmm. they give you attention and they they show an interest for you as a person, uh, they become much more likable for yeah. you and you tend to want to trust them and be close to them. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a, really that was a trick. trick. And to be honest, that opened up mm. the door for us. Yeah. And we started having lunches, some you know, occasionally. Mm-hmm. And it ended up in us being really good friends, actually. That's and that's from a person that I had a really hard time yeah. getting through. And I'm like, oh, what is it? We should, we should change, you know, sales representatives for this one because I can't get through through it.
0: But it's almost like, as they say, like, fake it till you make it. Yes. And it's like sometimes you just need to reprogram your head because you know this feeling, if you get that you don't like someone, it's so difficult, then you almost, like, feel a bit, like, against everything they say, but you wouldn't react the same way if someone you really like said exactly. the same thing. So I think sometimes you just need to program the brain to, like, yes. really like someone. It's yeah. just, like, if I smile, I'm going to feel happy after You're going to feel happy. Um, it's exactly that. So, so it's so all in the head, I say, it.
1: It is. It is. And, and sales is much about, you know, being aware of how you how you're being perceived yourself mm-hmm. and be able to work with yourself mm-hmm. and to be flexible to handle many different personalities. Yeah. So if, if any skill in sales I would point out mm-hmm. is important is how to to manage different personalities. Yeah. I think it's super important. And and try to uh, be as flexible and meet them on their ground. Yeah. And something I found as well is that
0: you always want to find what's unique with some person. So it could be someone that you don't like or you don't feel that you have anything in common with. But you know that every person has this one kind of unique thing that if you get them to speak about it, you'll see like the whole them shine up. Mm -hmm. So I usually find like, okay, how can I get them to speak about something they like? Mm -hmm. And I really try to be curious and ask and ask. And then when you
1: find that spot, you're like, okay, now we can actually become really good friends. And I remember what it was with this guy in the media agency. I was making a joke of... uh, um, because I was probing yeah. different, like, themes and interests oh, to hard. see, like, what is he remotely interested in? Because mm-hmm. it was very closed. And, and finally, I'm like, and nothing worked. Like, believe me, nothing worked. I'm mm-hmm. like, tennis! So, <laughs> did you see the hockey? Like, nothing. Not sports, yeah. not arts, not anything. Like, music. I couldn't figure him out. So, I was getting kind of, like, almost a bit pissed off and mm. a bit provoked in the meeting. So I'm like, okay, well, anyway, and I just started doing yoga. Okay. And that was like, I, I did, actually, yeah. I started yoga. And I said to him, well, you know, I started yoga. And it's funny how you how you realize when you've improved, mm-hmm. because this morning in the shower, I could actually stand on one leg and shave my <laughs> leg, and I've never managed to do that before. So I really improved my balance and my, you know, and... And I got him to laugh, like for the first time in our relationship. That must have been so satisfying. (laughs) And, And I'm like, oh my God, what was the part that you, and it turns out he's like a yoga freak.
0: Oh seriously,
1: there it is. Oh,
0: and then you had so many things to talk about after
1: that. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) I love these kind of things
0: when you can really remember when you actually wander with someone. When it turn around, yeah. But something also I've been thinking about quite a lot because I think with women in sales, but in every profession, it feels like you always have to be a bit more careful. That we always think about being liked. And as I said about you before, I think that you have a really fierce personality. You're very like outgoing, and I always see you come into the office with really nice hair I always like that you have really cool skirts like I think your entire personality (laughs) shines. you're
1: throwing compliments on me.
0: But I've really been thinking about that (laughs) but what I also thought about like would you ever have felt that some people have frowned upon this or Mm. you know that coming in and being so much woman Mm. have you ever felt that people need asked you to tone it down or have you ever felt
1: that you haven't been allowed to be your full self? Mm. I guess that um I think f- for me when 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 looking back I, I I think I was much more cautious about how what people thought of me. Mm-hmm. but then, as I sort of grew in in confidence and mm-hmm. and knowing who I am and what I stand for and feeling really calm and and mm-hmm. sort of confident around that, I guess I just thought that you know if if I can bring something else or I can be a bit of a bit of colour when it's when it looks like this in Sweden in grey Stockholm weather in Jan. Why why hold back? Mm. And um, personally, I love colour for people. I think that um, it's a shame that so many of us um, are afraid or or keep keep their whole selves to themselves. Mm. So I must say I haven't been I'm I'm sure I'm sure there have been uh, opinions mm-hmm. uh, about how one should be in sales or mm-hmm. not or as a female leader. Yeah. But um, to be honest, I haven't put that much energy on mm. diving down into that, mm. but instead of focusing on what I know I can contribute with yeah. and focus forward and upward and really put my energy in the right buckets. Mm. But that's
0: amazing, and it's almost a bit like um, the during the. Uh, Kickoff yesterday we had this inspirational speaker uh, Jonas Helikesson yeah. I think his name was and I think he was so amazing and one of the things he did speak about is like focus on what you can there's so many things that mm. you won't be able to do yeah. but focus on what you can bring to the table Yeah, and I think it's so easy and especially in an organization as Google when everyone knows so much like someone mm. is like a previous Olympics or something like that and exactly. someone is on their own company like there's so many things that you won't be able to do so mm. always focus on what you can bring to the table and Indeed. be with having these things that you lack as well. Yeah,
1: and I think you know you could really break yourself down in mm. trying to fix your weaknesses mm. or trying to compare yourself with others. It's a cliche, but mm. but you uh, that's always been my strategy in trying yeah. to build on my strengths mm. and try to um, enhance them even more because mm. the, there's I can't see any other way of doing it. I yeah. will never be a good accountant. I would never be a good... Uh, cfo mm. probably i would never be a good what have you you mm. know
0: no but i think that's good and it's a good reminder as well and especially um yeah for me personally i always compare myself way too much with people mm. but then you realize how bad you feel about it and it, as they say like comparison is the killer of joy yes but you just have to stop with that which mm. can be difficult but when you start focusing on the good side and what you do really well mm. instead it's going to give you so much more harmony as well yeah true um, And one thing that he also spoke about yesterday was a bit this kind of kindness versus respect. Mm. And for him, it was more about so he had a disability. Mm. And for him, it was more that people would help him so much that they didn't really respect him instead. And I kind of feel that comes to managing and coaching as well. It's Mm. difficult to find a balance between being really kind to your colleagues or employees, but also to respect them enough to push them so that they can learn more. Mm. What would be your manager
1: style there? Like, how do you Mm. balance respect versus kindness. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, it's really important as, as, as you said, that not to interchange the two because I see no conflict beti- be- between being a nice person, mm. but still like respect each other's roles and what we're set to do. Mm. So, so my take on that is really to um, also encourage encourage people around me to be very aware mm. of what they do and and be aware of, of how the, the chain of efforts and mm. the chain of command is supposed to work and yeah. how we can all improve that. An example um, between, for example, the, the sales setup we have mm. in, in Google Europe is the hub yeah. and the in-country teams mm. and how you can work in a very smooth and efficient and strong way between those, mm. those setups. And um, in that sense, I, I believe that, you know, we help each other more uh, and we respect each other more mm-hmm. by honoring our different scopes mm-hmm. and what I can do here, boots on the ground in Sweden, and mm-hmm. what the team in Dublin can do there. I, I think that, you know, it's it's the same thing almost between when people say, oh, how can we have a kind and caring culture at Google and at the same time have a performance culture? Yeah and i see i see no conflict in that either mm. i can make the analogy of a of an ocean race boat mm. you know interesting that you can have so much fun and it's so rewarding to be part of a winning team yeah. and but we each have our roles mm-hmm. and it would create a mess and it will destroy the team feeling spirit and dynamic if mm-hmm. we would start to Oh, could you help me pull that? No, my God, that's your job. If I would like jump I'm in. I'm standing with
0: the wheels here. I'm <laughs> standing with
1: the wheels here. I would drop that. We would all, you know, yeah. crash. So I think you, you, uh, you need to do both. Mm. You need to be a caring individual in, in all aspects of life. Mm. Um, but you also need to be aware of mm. how you work and respect your role as well as others and mm. the chain of efforts uh, in order to grow mm-hmm. as an organization collectively. Yeah, in order to have the best racing boats you can go across the exactly. Atlantic. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And I keep also referring back to yesterday, but I thought the kickoff yesterday was really good. Oh, ah, cool. Uh, but something you spoke about there as well, and I'm kind of shifting the subject a bit, mm-hmm. but you spoke about like, okay, let's make this the best um, sales here, but also to be able to do that, we all have to fill up our own bank accounts that we have to nurture ourselves to be good performers, good colleagues, and so on. Mm. What are your focuses to fill up your bank account and to have
1: a good work-life balance for Yeah, you? I think there's a saying in Swedish, uh, and I'll try to translate it. Oh, good. Maybe a quirky way. But, um, so it says in English, like it's not what is being thrown at you, mm. but how you handle it. Mm, very good. Det inte hur man har det, men som man tar det. I was wondering if I even heard that one, because mm. when I heard this
0: in English, I'm like, it makes sense, but I'm not sure what it would translate yeah, to. But I like exactly. this one, yeah.
1: So you know, life can throw things at you in a in a weird and uncontrolled and chaotic way, mm. but it, it's really about how you handle it and how you choose to focus and prioritize that mm. makes the entire difference. I think that also I do a lot of things to to balance the crazy uh, hectic mm. uh, work at Google. I'm actually being very disciplined when it comes to going to bed early. Mm. I'm a Big fan of the book Why We Sleep. You actually bought that one to us last year. Yes. I'm halfway through. It's so good. It's good, but equally scary. Oh, yes. And you realize that, you know. So many people have probably underestimated mm. what it does to your body not sleeping. I seriously read
0: three pages of it. I was sitting out on my balcony, and I'm like, "Shit!" because it said all diseases that you could get if you didn't sleep. And I took a nap. So I did like three <laughs> pages nap, and then I went back to the book. Immediate
1: reaction. That's <laughs> yeah, good. It was. Um, I'm. I'm. I try to be very disciplined mm. and plan when it comes to chis- chiseling in, building in exercise. Mm. Um, and also, uh, you know, to eat properly and mm-hmm. to really fuel up and eat nutritious food, which is luckily easy at Google. Uh, the as long as you, yeah, it as does. long as you get your 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 butt to the restaurant, it's pretty much there. Yeah. So um, to really treat yourself as a almost like a professional athlete, if I may make that comparison. Mm -hmm. You know, we we are expected to perform on a very high level here at Google. So you Mm -hmm. have to respect yourself and really fuel up Mm. your batteries. So so my recommendations would, you know, go to go to bed early. Mm -hmm. Science says (laughs) that the hours before 12 o'clock, everybody that's listening are the most (laughs) crucial hours. Mm -hmm. So go to bed before 12 o'clock and get those get those hours. Build in exercise for God's sakes, mm. and eat well. Yeah, um, and and also as a, as a last thing, I would I would really encourage you to become your own best coaches. Mm. And how you, would you beat that? You think? Well, you know, um, in in different in different situations, you can you can feel either excited or overwhelmed mm. or what have you, and the ability to zoom out and observe yourself and mm. say oh my gosh why am i feeling so stressed in this moment why mm. do i why do my body signals like panic and stress and anxiety mm. or what have you so being able to zoom out and coach yourself mm. out of a certain situation or corner mm. mentally mm. is really important you are the the most important coach for yourself mm. Um, so I try to use um, a couple of techniques. Mm-hmm. And I think that, especially if I feel stressed, is that to take a step back and say, why do I feel stressed? Is it the de- deadline of this stuff, uh, this thing, or this and this? I try to like dissect the problem mm-hmm. and then try to create time and planning to solve those problems. So so um, I think the, the ability to to handle yourself to manage yourself mm. is is one of the biggest things you can do in terms of controlling stress and mm. and creating a a more joyful uh, work environment for yourself.
0: And I like this helicopter view as well, because then you get more the objective view as you say like, why am I stressed? What is it I need to do? And I think that also makes you a bit kinder to yourself, because otherwise it's so easy to be like, you should have done this. Oh my God, this isn't yeah. good enough, all this blame. But yeah. if you take a coach view, you more say it from a, This is what it actually is. And you become almost like if you would give advice to a friend, you wouldn't be criticizing straight away, but Mm -hmm. you would more try to come up with a solution. Mm -hmm. So I think that taking a step back and as the coach view is probably a very, very powerful one.
1: It is. And you you also need to, when doing so, you have a better ability to also communicate to the stakeholders or your manager Mm -hmm. or whomever to say, you know. I've done this and this and this mm. and I struggle to have these two things done in time. Mm. I just want to flag this for you already 2 days ahead. Mm. And and if it's a normal if it's a normal person you're talking yeah. to, they would understand and mm. you would, you know, you would come up with a solution together. Mm. So it's it's really worth taking that approach
0: yeah no it, it is a very very good advice mm. and for this um kind of work-life balance you mentioning a lot of sleep good food uh working out and so on but what would you have as kind of um something else that fuels you would you have any hobbies or interests or anything that you go to to kind of
1: get inspired mm-hmm. again well i uh i love uh all the things the, the things that can just like take a grip around you and mm-hmm. just uh, you feel so in the moment that you literally like forget everything else. And for me that happens when I'm on a horse. Wow. Really I love I horseback riding. So um, and I do love yoga. So you know when you're standing there on one leg and trying to balance you can't really think of much else yeah. uh, because you will literally fall on your, flash on your bum.
0: I've done that a lot of times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, or um, I think also like nature and being in, in, in the forest. Um, I tend to walk and run a lot with my dog mm-hmm. uh, on the weekends. And that gives me a lot of uh, recharging and new mm-hmm. energy as well. And it's so good because it feels like a lot of these
0: interests that you have really gets you out into nature as well. Yes. And I think there's nothing better than when you had a really long day just mm. getting out, getting the fresh air, and you feel that you can clear your brain a bit. Yeah. That is
1: the most amazing it thing. It is. And I got really, I got some, I was between jobs. I have um, I was uh, was on garden leave, actually. Mm. So I literally had to stay at home. And uh, I went uh, to, this, to this course. It was called like, stress management or something oh, okay, yeah. and it was a professional uh, then, well, stress consultant mm-hmm. or, or coach and she gave us um, some pretty cool advice that I still to this day remember is mm-hmm. that um, the brain profits a lot and is actually rebooted by diagonal movements oh, okay. so if you really feel super stressed and you have like you, you feel like I can't even pull myself out of this corner I'm mm-hmm. so stressed that I'm almost locked yeah. you know when, when they say, you know, take a walk mm-hmm. and just walk it off, walk in nature, mm. that literally helps. That's amazing. Or doing like, you know, peddling on a bike. Yeah. Anything that would diagonally activate your body Mm. will also balance the two brain halves Mm. so you will actually get a reboot um of the brain so it helps taking a walk
0: that's really good it's Mm. good going for the workouts even if you feel like i don't have time i'm so stressed it like will fuel you to go to the gym go for a walk or something like that for an hour and then just like catch up on work again definitely I, Definitely. I feel like there's a lot of good advices that you're giving us here and I especially like the coaching view that's going to be my favorite thing but I know that we don't have that much time left so the last thing I wanted to ask you would be what are the main things if there's anything you want our listeners to take away when it comes to being salesy being mm-hmm. fierce what would be the main thing that you think that they should take okay, away?
1: okay I'm gonna put forth three things mm-hmm. that I think if you nail as a salesperson, you're very hard to beat. Mm. Number one, invest in psychology, in understanding mm. how people react, how they think, mm. and how you can impact someone else's decision. So invest in the psychology part of selling. Mm. Work in a structured way, mm. work according to a plan, and work with the discipline. Mm. It's very important. Sales is a process. But it needs to be a deliberate process. So work according to a plan. It's not just hard work, but efficient work. Just hard work, it's deliberate work. Mm. And number three, be very stubborn. Mm. It's very hard to beat someone that never gives up. Mm. Then it's only a matter of time until you succeed.
0: That's amazing. So invest in psychology, being very structured with your work and be stubborn. And be stubborn. I think that's great. That's some really good advice. Thank you so much, Maria. This has been very learning and it's so good to have the time to just sit and chat and pick your brain, which I will do a whole lot more in the future. Uh, But thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And enjoy the weekend. Thanks.